The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, a member of the Belly Up Sports Network. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Eric Robles. Hey, what's up, guys? So, obviously, um, it was once again, it was my fault that I recorded by myself because I was just very exhausted on that Monday, and then I had to just record by myself. Obviously, last week, um, MLS, MLS Next, uh, cup was was going on unfortunately the Di- mike the, the dynamo academy was not part of the mls next cup but they had to participate in the showcase um though i mean they did okay got two wins out of it um finished it off with a 9-1 vic- nine, a 9-1 victory over miami rush so at least a good send off for the 06s uh as they move on to hopefully better pastures for them um but yeah, man. So, but crazy stuff that's happened. Obviously, you know that whole submarine thing, which oh yeah, that's 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 just a tragedy, man. Is it? I mean, it's a tragedy in the sense that you know people died. Yeah. It's not a okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm that... not not to sound like a horrible person, but I mean, yeah, I know, I know what you're getting at. You're getting at the fucking CEO talking about like, oh, they didn't approve it. Okay, I'll still go down there anyways. Yeah, that that part. It, it's just it was very sketchy to begin with. Um, homeboy used a Mad Cat's controller. <laughs> I, I, I saw that no, meme. No, sorry, 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 Mad Cat's. Are you guys listening? I don't even know if they're still available. Is, or not. Is that still, is that even still an active company? It was a joke. All right, it was a joke. No, it's That's okay. exactly what. That honestly, this isn't the worst joke I've heard. I mean, there's people oh, that no. literally. I've seen the gone, TikToks. Yeah, man. yeah. The internet has gone ruthless on this. Um, yeah, there, there is really not much. The fact that Edward showed some sympathy is impressive because the internet has shown no mercy on this. And I think obviously oh, the other issue, the other fact is obviously we're talking about wealthy people. Um, yeah. So I mean, not trying to say that they don't. You know, obviously, I'm not trying to open up no can of worms here, but it was just like one of those things that uh that like it's just like. Like I think the whole everyone's just like, okay, and it's, yeah, it's unfortunate, but yeah, it was one of the most bizarre stories that I really was not paying attention to because obviously I was I was doing Emma's next cup, so I wasn't really, I did not realize how out of it I was. So I came back and then I learned about this whole submarine thing, which was I was just like, oh, that's a thing, okay, yeah, um. It's pretty yeah. much, pretty much, man. That, like, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, at first, they were everybody was talking about the summer submarine. I was like, the fuck, like, oh, like they're gonna go. And then I started. Okay, so I didn't know anything about it until I started seeing memes talking about 
oh, these guys actually wanted the Titanic experience. And then they show like all the people that are like at the end of the movie, just waiting for Rose after she's like old, but apparently in her dream, she's back to her, you know, normal self and everything. And then they start showing like, oh, and then they're saying, oh yeah, here's the people from the Titanic still waiting on the, waiting on the submarine people to show up. And I was like, oh, what? I was like, what is going on? So I freaking researched it and I was like, oh, this sucks. I was like, oh, and then I was like, oh my God, internet is savage, man. I was like, man, no sympathy whatsoever, man. So initially when I heard about this, I thought it was kind of similar to like what uh, Jeff Bezos did with his penis rocket. Um, But like I was going to start making jokes about it because obviously like if you guys remember, Jeff Bezos said that he was going to orbit into space in a penis shaped rocket. I, I honest I don't think he intentionally made the rocket shape like in the shape of a penis, but it was in the shape of a penis. Uh but I've say, I'm saying penis way too much in this in this sentence right here. Um <laughs> but a phallic shaped rocket, uh that doesn't help it anyway. Uh but anyway, so they or you know obviously they orbited into, they they didn't really orbit into space. I think they like hit like a certain part and then they just came down. Like they kinda like <laughs> Nope, not no pun intended here, but they kind of just put the tip in and then it came back down. Um, so I thought oh, that it was man. like literally that same thing, and then I found out that it was this like very sketchy. It, like the the word submarine is very is used very loosely on this because I don't know if we should really call it that. I mean, it did submerge the people into the in the into the plant into the sea, but um, yeah, For I think. For I feel one, like... it didn't. It didn't. It didn't seem like they had a lot of thought into it. For one, I was like, and then, and then, what's worse is usually you would think like a submarine, like, oh, okay, so they're standing they're They have like all these servers inside, all these, all these wires, all, everything, basically trying to make sure they have like a shitload of reserve oxygen and stuff like that. No, these motherfuckers here are literally fucking crouching to each other, putting their feet against the screen, against the one glass that they have. And I was just like, really? Like that? That? That's that's the submarine? I was like, golly, man. Yeah, so I don't think I would have signed up for this crutch. voyage. I think, I, I and I also was thinking as well that like maybe it was just like how tiny this thing, the submarine was. Um, once again, using the word submarine very loosely on in this definition. Um, I thought it was like kind. Of, I thought they were doing a drone. Like, you know, oh, they're just going to drone that, which I think now with technology, we have gone so advanced that maybe that should be the route we're going instead of having like I physical mean, people go. And th- that's a lot of pressure, right? Like the deeper you no, go into the well, ocean, the more pressure it's going to happen, right? Well, th- here's the thing. Here's the thing with me. In the movie Titanic, they literally go underwater using a robot. Oh, so we already had the technology. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they literally went underwater and they're like, oh, they found this. They were trying to remember. They were trying to find the heart of the ocean or some bullshit, right? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that was that was something interesting that happened. Um, but obviously, you guys are here to talk to, for us talking about soccer. So we're we're gonna do just that. So we're we're gonna move on from the whole the whole uh, submarine thing. Um, we're gonna talk about. Well, Edward's going to finally be able to get to share his thoughts on the whole Messi move to Inter Miami. That uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, Gareth Bale pissing off MLS fans. That's that's something to look forward to. And um, good news or bad news, depending on what side you're on. But Greg Berhalter is 
is back as the U.S. Men's National Team co- uh, coach. Um, we do have a debate topic. And then we'll go into transfer talks, announce our players of the week, give you guys some games looking forward to. Liga Mekis is back. Um, so are we going to preview it? Probably not. I mean, I think... I think we've done enough. <laughs> I think it's going to be this episode's too loaded for that. Um, and then we're going to wrap this show up with a three up, three down. And the topic is unwritten rules. So I'm sure it's going to be a very interesting one. Spencer seemed very intrigued by it. Hopefully he sends me his three up, three down. So he, he, he said he has his. But uh, but yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take a break. And then we'll get going with uh, with news. Let me tell you guys about Belly Up Sports. Belly Up Sports is the internet sports bar. Go ahead and check out their website, www.bellyupsports.com, to read some great articles from great writers all across the country, from hockey, baseball, golf, soccer, you name it. Belly Up Sports is the premier, not your average, website. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsertNameFC. Also follow Belly Up Sports at Belly Up Sports and at Belly Up Media once again on Instagram and Twitter. Lots of great stuff dropping on over there. And of course, you guys want to be involved with our social media as you do have a say. Oh my god, let me let me say that again. Because you do have a say in the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award as you do get to vote for who you who you get who you think should be player of the week. From the players of the week, me and Edward end up presenting you guys at, at at some point in this episode. But all right, Edward. So the first news that we're going to talk about, which I did mention it in the last episode, but I guess a little refresher, or maybe if someone's just new, just listening to this episode, uh, listening to Inter Name FC, the big news has been dropped. Lionel Messi is joining Inter Miami. He has agreed to join the MLS side after obviously leaving PSG. A lot of people were wondering maybe he was going to stay with PSG. Maybe he was going to go back to Barcelona. Maybe he was going to go to Saudi Arabia. No one knew. Um, this was the literally the rumor that we've been hearing almost every year since Messi left Barcelona was the possibility of him coming to the MLS, specifically to play with Inter Miami. Um, people thought I was crazy, specifically Nelson. Fuck you, Nelson. I I want <laughs> I, I just want to point. I just want to say that because I I he kept telling uh. me that that th- that it was dumb for me to think that that could happen. Well, guess what? It's happening. Lionel Messi joining Inter Miami. Okay. Now, after that lovely FU to Nelson, go ahead. Well, this is your this is your moment, Edward. This is your guy. So... Yeah, I know. But but that's what I'm saying. I was like, like I guess I'm I'm gonna be an Inter Miami fan now. I just I'm not I'm not I'm not crazy about wearing the pink. Well, no, not crazy at all. Well, good luck, good because they have a black jersey that you can I know, wear. They have the black and pink, bro. Black and pink, and it's not even like the black with the accented pinks, kind of like really nice and shit. No, this is just black and pink, man. Black and pink. Okay, so it was never probably not going to buy any Inter Miami gear anytime soon. Um, I have to really talk myself into it. Maybe I might have to, might have to take some. Uh, what you call it, some of those uh, medications to help me, like, just be, like, very not lucid. Just be like, oh, you know, like, oh, I see this shirt. What medication do you need to take to wear a pink shirt? Fuck, I don't know. It just sounds painful as fuck. I I, I have a pink jersey. I love my pink jersey. Anyways, uh, 
though I mean Inter Miami, I, I feel like they still keep missing on these pink jerseys. Um, but not because I don't like pink. I just think that they have I think personally that Inter Miami has a great color scheme with the black and pink thing. And every time they just don't do it right. But that's not a here or there. But anyways, Messi is going to to Inter Miami. He's joining the MLS. Now, the thing is, obviously, MLS in, in, an MLS club in no shape or form has the money to get a Lionel Messi. Well, this is where MLS got involved to ensure that they had the biggest player in MLS history to ever join by having the biggest player in the world join its league. Um, they got involved, and basically what they're giving to Messi, along with, I'm sure, a very massive paycheck because he will be a designated player, meaning that he has his his salary has no effect towards the salary cap. Um, Messi will be getting a share of the proceeds that are co- uh, a share of the revenue that's coming from Apple TV and actually the MLS store. So he's actually going to get a cut of of some of the sales from jerseys uh, and of course Apple TV, which Apple TV more and more is starting to look like one of the best decisions that the MLS has ever done. If you guys haven't checked out uh, the MLS coverage on Apple TV, I highly recommend it. It's actually really good, and if you guys don't want the English broadcast, you can switch it to Spanish, which I do do that as well. But MLS 360, just overall, I enjoy the experience of watching MLS uh, on Apple TV. I think overall it's a great product, and the best part is that there's no blackouts. So not like I'm trying to sell Apple TV to you or anything like that, but right. I, I'm just saying, I think, and then obviously this paid off big time for MLS and Apple as well because, I mean, it seems like Apple – Kind of used MLS as a guinea pig, which I mean, some people may find that offensive, but I think it's the truth. It's like they took a, maybe a, a little bit of a risk by going with the MLS, but now that they they're able to show how well they can they can cover a league, maybe they can start trying to get that MLB money, that NFL deal. You know what I mean? So I think Apple did it mainly to show that they can handle. A, a live broadcast of a professional game. And the fact that I think a lot of fans would be all for it is the fact that there will be no blackouts, which is which be will be huge uh, in Apple TV's favor. But like I said, so Messi is, is getting is getting a cut of those of those resources from MLS, but he's also getting uh, an opportunity to be an owner of an MLS club, which if you guys are getting deja vu, it, this is exactly what they offered to David Beckham. And I believe specifically Messi will be getting part ownership of Inter Miami. Yeah. So, so Messi, any, what, I think what's going to happen, if anything, what's going to happen is Messi might make up his own club in Miami later on. No, I mean, he's getting Inter Miami. Like he's Are gonna you sure? Get, yes, that's he's getting ownership of Inter Miami. Mm-hmm. Not I, mean, like, I figured it was like two different I, I figured it was like two different things where it was like he was getting ownership of Inter Miami but also MLS was basically footing the bill of like hey if you want a, a club you can get it like we'll 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 foot the bill like that's what I was thinking uh, I don't know I don't think that that's what was offered I know with David Beckham they they were the one of the deals that he that he did take when he went to LA to the LA Galaxy was that he would get an opportunity to own an MLS club. And they even had like an agreed upon amount that he would need to, to get that club, um, which at that time was a lot of money. But now obviously you're, some people are spending, you know, almost billions of dollars now to get an MLS club. Um, But like, whereas Messi, I think that he's getting 
part he's going to get a percentage uh, ownership of Inter Miami which I mean I think Messi has a home in Miami I think he's had he, he actually has a house in Miami for quite some time now I think he has like, like a like I think he's a part owner of one of those fancy ass hotels too Yeah so I think Messi Messi knew exactly what he was doing I don't think that he wanted to play for any other team in Europe I I'm sure the the whole PSG saga was just completely and utterly awkward um, it just never felt right from the beginning. It's not even, and this is coming from a Real Madrid fan who obviously wanted to flourish without having Messi to bother him. But like Messi's Barcelona, like there's, and I and he said that in his interview that he just didn't want to play for any team in Europe besides Barcelona. Um, he just didn't want to go anywhere else. Saudi Arabia, I'm sure making four hundred made God. a huge fucking a huge fucking deal. Like they, uh, I'm surprised they they didn't follow through. And I think maybe Messi thought like, okay, cool, that mo- that money sounds great now, but I think what he had the opportunity, I think what he's looking at is the opportunity with MLS. It's a league that a lot of people are hoping is gonna is still growing, uh, in a country that is starting to a little start more and more growing in, as far as interest in soccer. You're talking about, you know, in twenty, you know, twenty twenty six, the FIFA World Cup will be in 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 the United States. Um, you're going to have the women's world. The next women's world cup will be in the United States. The FIFA club world cup is going to be in the United States. Um, I think there's rumors of trying to get the champions league in the United States. So it's like right now the U S is just becoming a hot spot now for trying to grow soccer, which is a right. never, never ending battle there. But I mean, you're, you're bringing in the, and then Copa America is also coming to the United States. It's a, they're doing it again where they're going to, you know, they're gonna they're gonna share they're gonna show like locations and shit yeah so it's once again like huge uh huge opportunity right now and obviously Lionel Messi coming to the United States and it's you know Messi mania is already is is already happening because like people aren't paying attention to when Messi's actually gonna be playing for Inter Miami yeah because there was the the funny video of a guy like holding a sign to like the next Inter Miami game and he wasn't playing because he's currently playing with Argentina, and uh, so already, yikes! You know that's that's just a good sign of people to, people telling you that they don't watch soccer. Uh, is that Messi was, I believe, in in Argentina doing some. Argentina's like playing like clubs, like they're they. I think they played Boca Junior, and then they played Noel's Noel's boys. Uh, yeah, Noel's. yeah, yeah, yeah. Noel's boys. Yeah, so they're they're doing, I guess, kind of like a Argentina tour. I don't really know what exactly what it's called, but they're just doing that. But, you know, so like Messi just, I think he saw like more of an opportunity where the league's going to grow and maybe that share of that part ownership, maybe of not enter Miami. I don't, maybe I'm I'm wrong there. Maybe I was right on that one. Um, But like, this is a chance for him to like, maybe grow, grow something even bigger for himself than that. 200 oh my god i can't i can't say i wouldn't have said no to that to be honest what what <laughs> 200 what? million know. a year <laughs> it's a play in saudi arabia <laughs> oh man i think that's what he was gonna they were gonna give him either that or 400 million it was a lot of money and uh, uh, well, the thing i, is, I will like, say uh, props to messi was, he is not he is not clearly money is not a fit an issue for him <laughs> no it's never been an issue It's like like money has never been an issue for him because he's never really been about oh yeah you know 
I'll I'll pl- I'm gonna play for money because the thing is he has money invested in Argentina, he has money invested in Spain, he has money invested in France, he has money invested in the U.S. Dude, he has money invested everywhere. Like he doesn't, he's not worried. Like he he has, and then he has money to spend. So he's not he's not fucking worried at all. All his sponsorships, everything. Um, he's one of those athletes that he hasn't. Uh, fucked it up where he lost his sponsorships so then he's like completely broke he's managed to keep his sponsors happy he's managed to keep everybody happy like his national team uh the sponsorships there pepsi adidas just uh, not psg now app (laughs) just not psg i mean (laughs) psg i mean you you can't really expect Messi to be like oh yeah i'm gonna go ahead and win a world cup for you when for one you have mbappe and neymar where with them, even with them, you haven't won the Champions League. You were close. The closest but... you got was during the pandemic. Yeah. So, yikes. That's not, I just want to point that. But that, it's that's you... what I'm saying. Oh, and, yeah. and that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right. But go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Sorry. But it seems that Inter Miami is also making sure because it, for for you guys to know, Inter Miami is not doing so well in, the, in right now in the MLS. So just just in case you want to hop on the Inter Miami bandwagon right now, um, it's a very empty bandwagon. Uh, currently they're playing in Fort Lauderdale. They are expected to be opening, uh, an amazing stadium, uh, in sometime in the near future. I think maybe next season. I don't know, but they right, currently they play in this little stadium in Fort Lauderdale. Um. Also, just want to point out, you know, the other the other reunion that we, me and Edward didn't mention, uh, is also the, the reunion of of Messi and uh, and our and our favorite announcer in the world. Uh, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, Edward, help me. Wait, 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 wait. Our favorite announcer. Oh, uh, Ray Hudson. Ray Hudson. There we go. The little reunion because Ray Hudson does live in Fort Lauderdale. Um, so just wanted to point that out. But aside from that, I think Inter Miami is definitely making sure that they they get things they get things on the right track for for when they do have their goat to finally come. Um, more so much so that they're actually giving Messi some very familiar faces as they've already I think they've already got Sergio Busquets uh, confirmed going to Inter Miami. I'm not entirely sure Jordi Alba has officially signed, which I'm trying to figure out how the hell they're doing this because like. It, not not like literally last year, Inter Miami was getting um, hit with allegations of not not fully understanding the designated player rule, um, because obviously with Blasi Matuidi, uh, with Rodolfo Pizarro, and other uh, big name players that they had on uh, Iguain also was on that team. Oh yeah, like just all the big name players that they had already, um, which is funny because they didn't really do much, but. With all that, they were they ended up violating the DP rule because there was a player that was in fact part of the salary cap and clearly was affecting the salary cap. But uh, that's not here or there. But somehow they're able to go and lure Sergio Busquets and working on Jordi Alba. I'm assuming that they're not going to be DPS because I think Rodolfo Pizarro is one. Um, I I'm not entirely sure Campagna is one is another one. Um, but obviously Messi is going to be their third DP. So yeah. it's it's gonna be interesting. Are they gonna try to sell Rodolfo Pizarro? Um, maybe. I would assume that that's the move that they're gonna do. But who who knows? But like I said, they're pursuing Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba. They were trying to get Angel Di Maria. We'll we'll talk about Angel Di Maria a little bit later. But uh, it 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 just seems that they're trying to get familiar faces for Lionel Messi for guys that 
could make things work for Messi and Inter Miami. And not only did they do that, but they also bit, brought the big guns. They already fired Neville. Or yeah, mm-hmm. they already fired Phil Neville. He he just didn't work out. Um, I always will say this: when it comes to like club clubs going after like European guys, the issue is if that European guy can just not understand MLS. That's always going to be the big issue. If they just can't understand MLS, if they try not to understand MLS, and I think Phil Neville was like, just he just didn't get it. Like I don't think he understood it. Um, obviously the rules, the salary cap and the designated player rule is all is to help to make sure the league stays competitive. I'm sure there's going to be a day where they maybe you know maybe boost up the salary cap so that way people can spend more. Or maybe remove the salary cap. I prefer them not to do that because I think that parity will be destroyed after that. But, um, but have, maybe adding an additional designated player. I don't know. But anyway, that's not here there. But Phil Neville's gone, and Inter Miami is expected to hire Tata Martino to be the next coach for Inter Miami. Not someone that understands MLS because he's wanted with Atlanta United before he went over to Mexico and ruined ruined the Mexican national team. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, but he also used to coach Barcelona. He used to coach Messi. He used to coach Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba. So you're talking about making everything perfect for Messi. And then also on the bright side, now Messi knows he doesn't have to know English. So I'm sure that this is a yeah. win-win for Messi. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he gets to stay his native tongue and, uh, yeah, I mean, he gets to the he gets to play with familiar faces. That's basically a big deal for him. Like, if if somehow, some way, they would have been like, "Hey, you know what? Let's get Xavi and Iniesta over here at Inter Miami." You know, damn well they would. You know, damn well they would. You know, damn well he'd be happy. Shoot, I mean, they probably still could get Iniesta. <laughs> they could, but they ain't going to. And, and actually, if they do, he won't be a uh, like a DP. He he could probably be like kind of like how Dani Alves was to Barcelona. Wait, what do you mean? Huh? What do you mean? He could be like uh, not not trying to sound rude, but like one of those uh, cheap vibes. Oh yeah, you know, definitely, those... definitely. No, yeah. I, I agree. I agree with that. I was trying to figure out what you meant, like not a DP, but because <laughs> I, I you know, anyways. But yeah, good point. Um, but yeah, so. The, the excitement about Messi, obviously Messi's right now doing his thing with Argentina. I don't know if it's like a World Cup tour. I, I really don't know. I just know they're playing like clubs from Argentina. Uh, and um, yeah, that's it. Um, I think he, I think actually today is Messi's birthday. Now that I think of it. Uh, but uh, I think it was either yesterday or today. Uh, it's a, anyway, so happy birthday, Messi. Um, Feliz cumpleaños, Messi. But... Obviously, kind of referring back to that pissed off fan that didn't realize that Messi was playing for Argentina right now. Um, Messi's debut is expected to be July 21st versus Cruz Azul, which would be the opening match for Leagues Cup um, that the MLS will be doing. So I'm I'm sure that, one, it's an exciting matchup against Cruz Azul, depending on how you feel about Cruz Azul, whether you think they're cursed or not. Um, but... Yeah, I think this is going to be interesting. Um, hopefully, Messi gets enough time to train with the team and get familiar with the team. Um, hopefully, not realizing, oh my fucking god, what did I just make get myself into? Um, but I, I, I think for for me, I think it's an interesting move. I, I love it. It's going to help. Bo- this is not one of those moves that's like, 
oh, it's a guy past his prime. One, I don't even know if Messi has hit his prime yet because it just seems like he gets better and better. I thought he, I thought he was going to be on the decline, and then he proved me wrong this season. Um, so I mean, I'm excited to see what Messi's. Get. It's it's fucking Messi. I mean, it, just a proof of that. Just Inter Miami home matches went from twenty nine dollars a pop to now four hundred dollars, like in ticket sales. Like it's just like. Because of Messi, which I'm like, good for you if you can spend four hundred dollars for a ticket. I'm over here contemplating on how I'm gonna get. Um, I was out. So Edward, just just to mm-hmm. let you know, I, I was trying to get us tickets to go bar- to go see Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Dallas. Um, cheapest ticket is five hundred bucks. Holy! I love you, but no, nah, I love you, uh, but I ain't about to. Yeah. So we're gonna go watch Manchester United versus Real Madrid. <laughs> so. <laughs> Because <laughs> two tic- two tickets to go see Manchester United versus Real Madrid is the equivalent to one ticket to Barcelona Real Madrid. <laughs> so, oh, <man. laughs> so I'm like, deal. <laughs> um, so I tried. I was like, oh man, it would be cool. We were able to watch El, El Clasico, but um, I, we'll settle for Manu, Manu and Real Madrid. Um, but yeah, good guy. Um, but yeah, so I'm personally excited. Um, Edward, I'm sure will try to watch an MLS match now. <laughs> um, I like I how you, I like how you, I like how you would try, like he try, like try. I, I mean, yeah, I've tried to get him to come to Houston Dynamo games with me. He knows me so well. He knows me so well. Uh, I think Edward still thinks the product isn't up to his standard. Um, because the only reason why I know is because him and Nelson are almost like, almost similar, except I feel like Edward would give Emma's a better shot than, than Nelson does. Because Nelson still nah, thinks... That, I think I think Nelson... I think, I think Nelson, Nelson would... thinks the league is still in 2005. Oh, man. <laughs> so, like, he thinks the level of play is still in 2005 era. Like, I mean, the game has... The MLS has evolved, like, tremendously. I think the game has gotten much better. Um... I think I think Edward would actually be able to enjoy watching an MLS match. I actually would think Edward would enjoy watching Houston Dynamo game now because they're actually pretty good right now. So, right. And I'm not being I'm not being influenced in any way by saying that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this, July 21st will be Messi's debut for Inter Miami. Obviously, as long as he stays healthy. Um, but. Moving on, kind of dealing, kind of sticking with Messi though. Um, you know, Gareth Bale just straight up pissed off a lot of MLS fans, um, and it's because in an interview um, that Gareth Bale was in, obviously if you guys remember he he played for LAFC for half a season, um, and then was they went to the MLS Cup. He came on the he came on as a sub and scored the winning goal in extra time for LAFC to win their first ever MLS Cup. So I mean. What a legend! Um, and then retired, and now plays golf. But so mm-hmm. they they interviewed the former LAFC guy and asked, you know, obviously with Messi coming to the MLS, asked people like the article. I will say was just a crock of shit because the article was saying that he was giving Messi advice. He did not give Messi advice. But in the interview, he was asked, "What's the difference between MLS and Real Madrid?" I want that to be. I want to highlight that specifically. What is the difference between MLS and Real Madrid? They didn't say MLS and Europe. They said MLS and Real Madrid. Just want to point that out before I say the quote. All right, and here's the quote. It is a lot more chill. 
if you lose at Real Madrid, it is like the world has ended. You are crucified. You feel down. You go home and you're not happy. They accept losing a bit more. There is no consequence. You can't get relegated over there. When you lose a game, you go on to the next one. They accept losing a lot better over there. It's not the greatest quote. <laughs> it's not the greatest thing yeah, to say. <laughs> um, but I get it. Um, he, I, I, he has a, he has some point. He has some point to this because there is no con, there is not really no consequence to. Not necessarily. There's no consequence because obviously. If you finish if you finish the bottom, you don't go to the playoffs. But what does MLS do? Oh, let's give you a for a number one pick, right? So you get the number one pick in the MLS draft. Now I'm not gonna. This isn't this isn't where I'm gonna say my rant about MLS draft because I think everybody knows how I feel about the MLS draft. But so like the consequence of you finishing in last place is you get an opportunity to pick a player to come play for your club that in hopes of making your club better. So <laughs> take that for which one, take take that for which one. Yes, really? there is no relegation. Um, and obviously, yeah, if you, you don't necessarily have to be the first place team in your, in your conference, because obviously if you finish in a playoff position, it doesn't really matter, you know, what you did as long as you get in that playoffs position and then if you make a run in the playoffs, you know, that's your story. And you can still like, you could finish in seventh and still somehow win the MLS cup. It is possible. It's a tougher journey because you probably don't have a lot of home matches, but it is possible and it can be done. So I, I think what he was trying to say is like, maybe if you're, if you're in a comfortable position in, in where, where your club is right now in the MLS, where a loss isn't that impactful to you because you're still in a position to go to the playoffs versus like in Real Madrid, where there's a very high standard where every loss seems like it is in fact the end of the world. I can tell you because Edward knows how I overreact after every loss for Real Madrid. Um, it isn't, it is a matter of fact that it's the end of the world because especially when you have Barcelona ahead of you with 12 fucking points is it's yeah. Everything's like the end of the world. But, but I mean, that's so I think what Gareth Bale was saying is is partially correct um, that like the pressure in the MLS is maybe not as high as it is like a club like Real Madrid or Barcelona or or Manchester. Okay, I'm not going to say Manchester City. (laughs) Um, Seems like everybody's relaxed over there. Um, but like, you know, in a, where you're in a club where your standard is, you got to win and compete for cups. It, and, and obviously, you know, in Europe, there is no playoffs. Like if you're not, if you're not first, you're not winning shit. Like if you ain't first, you're last, it should be the mentality um, in, uh, in, in European competition, even though obviously, you know, you can fit, you can always finish the Champions League spot or Europa League spot. Hell, even the Europa Conference League isn't the end of the world. As long as you don't get relegated. In, in all reality but obviously if you're a team that's supposed to be contending for comp for for trophies you want to you want to make sure you finish in first place whereas in the mls like i said you can finish in x amount of places and still have a shot at winning the trophy um so i think gareth i think what i think gareth bell's quote may have been taken way too much out of context because there was a lot of outrage from what he said but i think if you 
think about it contextually of what he meant. There, I just don't think that there's a, a single club in the MLS that can even equate to the pressure that it is to play for like a team like Real Madrid or for like Barcelona or a Chelsea or a Juventus. Like that, the club, those clubs have high pressures. Like you have to perform, and when you're not, you're going to be heavily criticized by the media. Which I'm gonna. That's also something to point out. Like the media doesn't really cover major league soccer like that. So as far as like being pressed by the media, it's pretty much non-existent. And then the fandom in MLS is not definitely not up to what the fandom is for Real Madrid or even a West Ham where you're the fans are like, you know, if you lose, you're probably not even showing your face to the local coffee shop. So like, I mean, I, I personally think Garrett Bell could have probably said this in a better way but I don't think he's entirely wrong for saying this. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right on that one. Uh, I'm, I mean, like, I as a fan, I don't even have to really tell you, especially because after all these years, you know I'm a Euro, as you call me, a Euro snob. So kind of, you know, I'm kind of in the same boat as Bear. Right? Mm-hmm. So I mean that's that's the whole that's the whole situation right there, man. I mean, um, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I can't really I can't really say anything too bad either. But yeah, I mean, I can't I can't disagree. I can't disagree with Ben. Let me put it that Yeah, I I honestly get it. I mean, I feel like he could have worded it a little bit better. Um, I think he was just trying to – he was trying to make it simple, but yet at the same time, it's, like, not really simple. It's more of, like, insulting. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just the way he said it, just, like, kind of kind of insulted the league. But I can honestly tell you from my, my perspective, at least, like, the guys that come from Europe and play in the MLS, it does seem like they're a little bit more relaxed here. Um. And I, and they're still competing. I mean, you know, like guys like Kellini, you know, Hector Herrera, um, I'm sure Lionel Messi when they when they're gonna when it's time to perform, they're going to perform. But it's just that, like, obviously, it's not like high pressure. The press isn't on your ass like 24 seven things of that nature. It's a little bit different here. So I think, I think what, like I said, I the what the summary of Gareth Bale's uh expo is a quote. I get it, but obviously the wording it could have came off less insulting. But obviously, if you're an MLS MLS truther, you probably are like furious that he he had the audacity to to say what he said, um, especially for a guy that only came in for half a season and then just won a championship. So, um, which I did hear a lot of shots of of that about that. But like I said, it, it's it is what it is. I I don't think he's wrong for I don't think he's wrong, but he could have probably said it a little bit better. But but yeah, so that that is what Gareth Bale said, and it was it's kind of funny the outrage that happened. For, I found it kind of hilarious the people that were getting like completely offended by it because I mean, it's literally an, it's literally an opinion like who gives a shit. But there is that now something that I really do give a shit about. Um, so I, I just want to paint you the scene, Edward. For for when mm-hmm. when I got the news when I got these news, 
So I was laying in bed watching USA versus Mexico. It was super late. I was like fighting, fighting to make my, keep myself awake to watch this game because uh, it was like super late. Then the game finished like at, at 11 um, and, and I had to work in the morning, but I watched the game nonetheless. But anyway, so I'm watching the game and all of a sudden from the announcers and I was watching it in Spanish, by the way, um, announced that the U.S. men's national team has rehired Greg Berhalter to be the head coach of the of the U.S. men's national team, and I remember like that day checking my phone, and I th- there was like rumors that Greg Berhalter is is being looked at to be the to be to return as head coach, and I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, w- you know, and it's funny because they did they did say that Jesse Marsh was like out of the running for the U.S. men's national team job, and so I was just like, well. I'm fine with it. I think at this point I'm kind of just over the hype of Jesse Marsh. Um, so I wasn't tired. Honestly, at this point, I didn't have no idea what was going on. But what's funny enough is I actually started enjoying what uh, Anthony Hudson, but now Anthony Hudson is gone. I, I forgot where he where he's now coaching. But um, and then uh, I believe the, the 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 new guy that's that's taking over as the interim coach is a uh, I think it's BJ Callahan. Um, I like I like how they've been. I like how they were playing against Mexico in in the Concacaf uh, Nations League final, which they won four, you know, three nothing. Um, I like the way they were playing. I liked that they were using a ten. You know, I liked everything about what BJ Callahan was doing. And then, literally, they announced uh, the hiring of, of Greg Peralta. <laughs> I was like, I was when I, when he first said it, I was like. Really? really? I I was like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. Cause, cause, okay. So when I heard about this, it was like they had just they had just played the match, right? Everybody was all excited. Everybody was like, yes, Pedro Sosa and all this stuff. And then Bert goes, no way. Like I was at work and I was like, what happened? He's like, this is. He's like, what just happened? And I was like, yeah, what happened? He's like, um, they just hired Greg Berhalter back. I was like. Huh? I was like, how? And I was like, why? I was like, what's going on? I was like, the, the, excuse me, the squad played amazing in this cup. Like, it was the main squad, and they played amazing. This is actually a squad that's up and coming. Like, cool. Like, this is legit the first time that I've seen the U.S. squad be this dominant, especially against the Mexico, even if the Mexico is not up to par. But even uh, against any country really and i was like man i was like they're they're doing good i was like this is this is looking up maybe this coach is what we need next you know it's like hey we hired this guy back it's like okay okay maybe because he's had success before it's just but now i'm like i i I didn't know what to say i was a little bit in shock i I legit was i was just like and of course my first reaction was i wonder what hector thinks about this and in my mind i just see hector throwing books and things across the room here and there did i get that right hector i wanted to i really Uh, wanted to i i was i was not happy as most fans were in fact i mean it it was funny because like the guys that broke the news of of bro halter becoming the head coach of, of the u.s men's national team again was like just like oh my god u.s soccer fan culture is so toxic and it's just like and and I, I like here's the thing that kind of like is just 
what baffles me more so than anything else. U.S. soccer, and, and to me, this is like one of the most annoying things that like any professional sports team in general does is they hire a firm to help find them a coach. The Houston Texans did the same thing too. And this kind of gave me like Vietnam flashbacks. So the Houston Texans hired a firm to find themselves a general manager and a head coach. They spend like, I'm not talking about like thousands of dollars. I'm talking about like a good million, millions of dollars to hire this firm to go find you a general manager and a head coach. They, you know, they come back after doing their, their due diligence gives them the, the the people that they think they should hire. And then the Texans said, no, we're not getting those guys. We're going to hire these two guys instead. And it was just like, then why the hell did you spend all that damn money if you wanted to do this anyways? Um, so that was just my thing. <laughs> like, it just reminded me of that, where they hire, they hired this firm to find you a soccer coach. And you were hearing all the rumors that like maybe Jose Mourinho, which I didn't think that was going to happen. It would have been hilarious, but that wasn't going to happen. Um you know, Jesse Marsh being like the one spoken to a lot. Uh, you know, just names after names. Uh, friggin' Patrick Vieira saying that he was interested in the U.S. soccer job. Thierry Henry somehow threw his hat in the ring for that. You know, like it was just all these names that we're just, we're just hearing. And then all of a sudden, I don't even know if the firm even finished their search and even recommended a coach because we didn't hear much. I didn't hear much about that. But the fact that you hired a firm to go find you a coach and at the end of it all, you just say, hey, let's go ahead and get the guy that we had before. And um, it's very lacklustering. It, like, okay, did Greg Berhalter did, do a good job? Yes, he did a pretty good job. Can he continue it on? I, I don't think so. Um, the whole plan, like, the fact that, like, and it's crazy now because, I want you know, we're watching the Gold Cup. I don't know if it's if it's because they're playing with a B team, but, like, they went from like playing like the, the guys that were playing in the nation's league look like, which was just amazing. The, the ball movement ever. You could probably tell me if I'm capping or not here, but like the ball movement looked amazing. Like the way they were, you know, moving the ball. Like I, I enjoyed it. Like I was really, I was like, this is like really good soccer right now. Um, Better than what I, and maybe because this is like a very low bar right now from Gerber Halter. Uh, so I was like, Hey, look, it's better. But then watching that Jamaica, Jamaica USA game, and they were playing from the back, playing through the back. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, we're playing Burhalter ball now. Um, at least that's how I felt. But, yeah, it, like, it just it just, I'm, it, it just depresses me that, uh, I mean, I know what I'm getting from Burhalter. It's not like I don't, I, I think he can, he, obviously, he's going to at least compete, sort of. But it's just I don't know I I just didn't I don't think he's the right guy I don't think he's gonna elevate the elevate the U.S. men's national team, and, and that's my opinion. Um, but the people that really do matter in all this, Edward, is is actually the players, and a lot of the players spoke very highly of Greg Berhalter. They were actually hoping Greg Berhalter would just come back. Specifically, Christian Pulisic was like the biggest component, you know, uh, proponent for Greg Berhalter. Um, weirdly enough, I think Gio Reyna was fine with bringing back bro halter ricardo pepe who got denied to go to the world cup was yeah. he said he was okay with it um so i was just like in, interested by all that but here here's a quote from christian pulisic before edward says what he thinks i just have to give credit where credit is due and it does frustrate me a little bit 
and just seeing all the negative press towards him that people tell me about. Obviously, he's referring to Greg Berhalter. And I can't fully understand it exactly. He's come in and won the Nations League, won the Gold Cup. We win the Nations League again, had a solid World Cup. That's up to debate. Are are the are there things that you can you can criticize here and there? Sure, and I think he'd agree with that. But it just seems a bit crazy to me. I don't know about solid World Cup. I remember this. The, you know, they lost the the Netherlands two nil. Was it two nil? I hope it was two nil. But I, I they obviously they lost. And remember the I think, yeah, I think it was. the great the great quote from Burhalter was, "We dominated that game." And I was just like, "Did did, did you watch the same game that I watched?" So <laughs> I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Like, we dominated that game. <laughs> it's like that guy that you you know you go to you go to you go hang out with some people, and that one guy that that's in your friend group that was like, "Yeah, man, there were so many chicks out there that totally wanted me," and it was like. Dude, you're just standing in the corner. And that that's like literally what made me think when Burhalter said that. But but yeah, so anyway, what is okay? At le- the players seem to be at least thrilled about Burhalter coming back. Uh, does that give you some hope? <laughs> uh, I mean, if the players are thrilled, maybe they they'll they'll still perform. Now the question is: Is Greg Berhalter going to tweak the formation and the players, like try to change up their positioning, uh, maybe play his own pre- like preference of players already? Even though he's seen this cup that happened, he's seen like everything that's going on with the U.S. men's team. So I, I feel like if I was Greg Berhalter, I'd be like, let me go with the flow. This is what y'all did, okay? Which position this is in? Okay, you, and then the thing is, he's no, he knows most of them. He knows most of them, so he can go ahead and be like, "All right, you're perfect where you are. You're good here. You're good here. You're good here." But I'm just afraid that he's gonna end up fucking everything up and trying to trying to change up the whole system, you know? And that scares me. Um, yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like he's gonna. Go. That's what I'm saying, but. And I, but, I'm just getting, like I said, I'm, I'm just getting just, cringe from the word system too. <laughs> let, me, let me let me let me let me put it this way: if he goes ahead, if he goes ahead and does the thing that uh, what was like uh, the Fonz did in Waterboy, where he was carrying that notebook and he was just following that system, not not even the Fonz, but his opponent. Uh, I forgot the coach, coach, uh, coach Klein. No, coach Klein was coach Klein. Uh, yeah, but like, but but yeah, the opposite coach. He was just following the notebook, following the notebook, following the notebook. If Greg Verhalter gets left here, these are the formations. Here's the binder. These are the formations. These are the players. This is how we have them stacked. This is what we feel is the best formation. If he's like, okay, I can work with that. Maybe minor tweaks. Minor tweaks. I don't think I'd mind. Now, let's say for example, instead of having like a, uh, like me, let me put it this way. You know me, Barcelona formation, 4-3-3. But my formation has always been 4-3-3 as in two center mids, one center attacking mid. And Barcelona has always put center mids, two two center mids, one center attacking mid. When they were when he when fucking uh, Iniesta and Xavi were there, they were that's how they would play it. And Sergio Busquets was center defensive mid. Sometimes Sergio Busquets would be the center mid and then they put uh, Iniesta as center attacking mid. You know, like they would change it up. But 
it's kind of the same way with the U.S. Like, if they have a formation, they have it right now, maybe, like, those minor tweaks would be like, all right, instead of a center defensive mid, we're going to go ahead and put three center mids. Like, not even attacking, not even defending. Like, everybody's going to work in the midfield. You know, I- I'd be I- I'd be okay. I'd be okay. It's not a big not a big deal. But then if he's like, oh, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to go ahead and put five defenders and, like, three midfielders and two strikers. Like, what the fuck is this? No. Like, you know, so, yeah. Sheesh, yeah. No, I agree. So, so that's what I'm saying. Like, me and you both see eye to eye where we're afraid of the major changes. We're afraid of of something big that he may change, he may tweak the whole entire system. I, I want to say I have good faith, and he's going to be changing little things here and there. Maybe, maybe swapping over ballistic from the left wing to the right wing or doing certain things like that where it's not too bad it's not too bad to change just a little swap now putting him as a left back on the other hand would be a whole fucking different scenario mind you I really don't think he's going to end up doing that but both me and Hector are in agreement that we we're basically afraid we're kind of like skeptic on Greg Berhalter coming back and just kind of kiboshing the way that U.S. has been playing right now, the way that their formation set up, the way that they're using their players, they're using the young talent, they're using uh, dual citizen players, like like basically all that, you know. Like we're 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 a little bit, how can I put it, a little bit situated over here. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be, it's gonna be a long one, man gonna be long and that's all i gotta say uh on that part but uh g- lord give me strength is what i'm saying here <laughs> so um we'll see how this goes but all right man it is it is now debate time debate is brought to you by Canadips cbd what are Canadips? Canadips are a great tasting superior alternative to traditional dip using cbd in a way that is radical enjoyable and effective it is all flavor and no tobacco, no nicotine, and they are spit-free. It comes in five core flavors, which is min- wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, and American spice. It is crafted and manufactured in Humboldt County, California, the heart of the cannabis industry. Why does all this matter? I'm going to tell you all right now. As someone that used to dip back in my time in the Marine Corps, it is a disgusting habit for one thing. Um, it is addictive because we are talking about you know, tobacco and nicotine and all that stuff. And it's just super messy. It is just like, just the way you have to like spit it out. You got to put like, maybe you have like a little spit, uh, either a spit cup or a spit bottle. Um, And uh, there are some people that would use the same spit bottle for a week. And I thought that was fucking disgusting. But eventually, obviously I, I quit, I quit that habit. It, it was for me, it was just a good way to just stay awake. <laughs> it was like another way to stay awake for me. Uh, it was just not uh, something that I wanted to do. So what is what is Canadip so different than traditional dip? And it's because they use 100% American-grown hemp combined with a water-dispersible tech, so it absorbs rapidly. They've developed a way to deliver CBD through the mouth that no one else has, so you can actually enjoy it using some coconut fiber and natural ingredients, nothing synthetic or any nasty shit like that. 
So where can you get it? You go to CandidateCBD.com. Once again, CandidateCBD.com. Use the code BELLYUP20. Save yourself 20% off your purchase. Once again, go to CandidateCBD.com. Use the code BELLYUP20 to save yourself 20% off your purchase. Um, this debate topic is... So we kind of mentioned it, obviously. You got Messi coming to the United States, right, Edward? Yep. You got... Uh, What's, what's coming next? Uh, I believe actually is the uh, the club world the FIFA Club World Cup is coming uh, to US. Mm-hmm. You got Copa America coming to the US. The World Cup is coming to the US. The Women's World Cup will be here in the US as well. The next one, um, a lot of shit is going to be coming to the US very quickly, and. Who's to say what what follows with what follows along with Messi into the MLS? So, with all that mentioned, with all that I just mentioned, that to you, Edward, can soccer become a top three sport in the U.S.? Honestly, it's it's a pretty hard topic to talk not talk about, but like to actually weigh in. Um, because I mean, if we got to be truthful about this, like it's um, I still don't, actually, you know what? Yeah, it, it's I feel like NFL is kind of falling off a little bit, maybe because maybe the the ones that we knew, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, like all these all these great players, it's not like. They're they're like newer players that are coming out like to that to that stat you know to being a goat yeah yeah I know but no but that's what I'm saying like he kind of came out like later later but he's still part of that era where we were like okay it was like it could be Mahomes versus Brady like that was still a possibility you know um but then you got like Messi coming into the U S and then like he's known all over the world. And then next, you know, it's like people are going to see him play and they're probably going to be like, damn, like, dude, this dude could move ball. He could dribble. He could do this. He could do that. Mind you, he's also friends with actual NBA players. Like, he's friends. He's not just like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, that. he's friends with NBA players. And, and some of them may actually go to the game, you know, to his games and stuff. He'll go to their games and shit like that. Like, I'm pretty sure. So it's like it's gonna be more and more of the open up. It's a possibility that soccer can become a top sport uh, on the top three. It just I just feel like it's either um, I'm gonna be honest, baseball. I mean, baseball is not going anywhere. Um, NFL, I feel like that's the one that's kind of falling off just a little bit. It's not as big as I like. Trust me, it's not as big as it was. Um, a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Um, uh, and then uh, NBA, like I said, that's not falling off anytime soon. Um, it's just, uh, I think I think it's a possibility, especially because, I mean, shoot. Like, yeah, NFL players make money. But, I mean, when they get contracts kind of like Messi or like even NBA, NBA players, their rookie contracts, even they're probably uh, to me, from what I've seen, it's like their contracts are a little bit higher than NFL. 
maybe I'm like it, it just varies. Um, but baseball, oh, oh baseball, Jesus Christ, their contracts are fucking insane. I'm like, so this, I think, I think, I think soccer maybe cup and coming. I want to say maybe like six, seven years from now. It just depends. It just depends. I'm telling you, it just it would be a bigger deal if it wasn't pay to play, and it would be more of like going to the academy and playing like in a world class team, you know. And I think right now, Inter Miami might actually become that team just because of Messi. Like they'll become a world class team just because they have Messi. I'm not saying like, oh, they can go off against PSG and shit. No, I'm saying like they'll become a world class team because they have a world class player in in their midst. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I mean, give maybe give it five years, seven years, somewhere around there. And I think it's a possibility now. Okay. Um. I mean, obviously, we got to identify what are the top three sports right now in the U.S. If you were to ask me, I think number one is football. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, number two, personally, I want to say baseball, but I think basketball still still has has it still has that number two spot. And then number three, I think is baseball. I I think I think if Messi could be impactful to the MLS and at least build up some hype, you know. I think the U.S. did a good job enough for, like, in the 22 World Cup to have gotten, like, some interest from maybe, like, people that don't normally watch soccer. Um, but I don't think it was, like, enough to, like, keep, you know, keep them, keep their eyes on it. But I think Messi to the MLS is going to get people to come watch, at least watch Messi play, and then maybe they see the MLS and they're like, oh, it's not that bad. I do think that like having these competitions come to, and you know come to the U.S. is gonna build at least some excitement around it. People are gonna want to go and at least check it out. I mean, especially if we somehow get the Champions League to come to the U.S. Um, I think that's gonna be huge. But uh, the the thing with me is like currently right now in baseball, the problem is the fact that we have like traditionalists with baseball and they like hate when things change in baseball. And so like, for me, I feel like with people still wanting to like stick with and kind of seg, you know, a little future for like the three up three down, but with like continuing with these unwritten rules of baseball, like I think that's going to hurt baseball more so. Cause it's like, it's becoming less entertaining to like the young people because of like all these rules that you have to follow in baseball that are unwritten, but whereas, and then in basketball, I think the issue is just that it's just not, as, I mean, it's gotten more competitive as it used to be. Cause now it's not, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors every year. But I mean, if, if there's an, if, if someone forms a super team, I think that that could kill, kill the league. Or if LeBron goes above and beyond to get his son to come play with him, is something is something else that like probably you should keep an eye on, but I think, I think at this point a lot of people watch baseball and basketball and like and just say, and I, I'm sure Edward you've you've probably even said this to yourself too, is oh I'll just wait till the playoffs and I'll watch it then. Yeah. Like I'll watch the playoffs. 
I, like I said, it, it, to me, I've heard that phrase way too many times. I even say that with basketball. Like I'll watch a, a, a regular season game from here and there, but I'll watch I'll I'll probably won't even fight, watch the play the NBA playoffs. I'll probably wait till the NBA finals and I'll watch the NBA finals. Like actually pay attention to the NBA finals. And I say that and I really did not do a good job in like the Denver Nuggets won the NBA finals and, and I completely forgot. I just remembered that now. So like I think basketball, the fact that like basketball and baseball, I do think that there is some little bit of a decline right now going on with those sports that like, I think football is always going to stay up top. I think football is king no matter what. There's just too many people love football. But I think that like maybe baseball and basketball could lose some allure and that could be where soccer jumps over them. Um, And like I said, it's up to like, can the product be enough to get people excited? And like, I know some of the dumbest arguments that I hear for, for, for uh for soccer is like oh it's so low scoring and even though like i mean Edward, what's what's 21 to 14 uh, i mean 21 to 14 is 3-2 three, like, three three touchdowns yeah three touchdowns yeah three two so i mean is it really that low scoring no it's, it's i mean just... I, no and the, and the thing is like if you don't go for the extra point either like it could be the 21 to 15 you know yeah, so I'm. I'm just saying. Go for the extra two point conversion. Yeah. So I, I just want to point that out. This, but I, I, I do think that soccer has the potential to jump over and become a top three sport in the U.S. Um, but that's obviously hope right there. But we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with transfer talk. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. And we're back. All right. Transfer talk. We're just going to get through this real quick. All right. Romeo Beckham, son of David Beckham, if you guys didn't know that, signed a permanent deal to stay at Brentford. I'm sure he's he's a little bit mad right now because, you know, the messy news. So. Well, no, I mean, I'm sure he's excited about playing in the in England. I mean, you know, the English Premier League. It's a good opportunity right. for him. But I mean, he 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 was literally like very close to getting the opportunity to play with Messi. Something his dad never got to do. <laughs> Which, yeah, right. oh my god, that's that's how long Messi's been playing. <laughs> 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 Jesus Christ! Wait, did did Beckham ever play against Messi? Yeah, he has, right? I think when he was younger, dude. Like number like 30, Messi? Ronaldinho, Ronaldinho, yeah, either number 30 or 19, man. So, yeah. Holy shit, that would have been that would have been cool. Messi, Messi playing against a father and then playing with the son. Damn it, Romeo. You, you missed out on a prime opportunity. <laughs> yeah, he did. Not even gonna lie. He fucking did. <laughs> um, Koulibaly is leaving Chelsea and joining... Saudi Arabian side Al Halal. It's gonna be a lot of Chelsea. Isn't that, isn't that Ronaldo? Ronaldo's no, right uh, Ronaldo's in Al Nassar. Oh, okay. And sorry. then, uh, and then uh, Benzema is in Al Ittihad. Um... Um, Jose Lu joins Real Madrid on loan. 
That's all I gotta say. We were, yeah, we were, we were talking about this earlier, or earlier in the week. Which is, it's, it's so sad to like see like the articles, and they're like Newcastle United reject. And I'm just like, that hurts. <laughs> like, you're like, damn. You know what, Jose Lu, show them, stun on them hoes. <laughs> well, okay, that's what I was about to tell you something about that. I was about to tell you something. I was like, what if he does show him up in La Liga? Would would that mean that the EPL is the better league if he can't show him up in La Liga, or if you can't show up in EPL? Okay, to be fair, up... we're talking about Newcastle United, and it, it wasn't even the good Newcastle United. Oh, I'm just saying, man. It was the relegated yeah. Newcastle United. So let's let's calm down a little bit. Um... <laughs> wow, way to go, Karma! You got me defending Jose Lu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Knew it. All right, let's keep going. Uh, Brendan Rogers is actually returning to uh Celtic after obviously Leicester City got relegated, so he left that sinking ship and now is back in the Scottish Premier League. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's okay. And Cuckoo is now another striker for Chelsea. Just don't wear number nine, just avoid number nine at all costs. It's not worth it. Don't wear number nine in Cuckoo because that's a cursed number. Um, especially okay, in Chelsea. Yeah. yeah. Just avoid that number. We're, not, we're 18. If 18 is available, well, we're 18. I mean, if you think about it, wasn't – no, was Drogba – Drogba, was there number nine? No, no he was 11. Yeah. Drogba was I mean, 11. He... I mean, if we want to list number nines, um, obviously, Fernando Torres. Um, yeah, that was bad. Uh, Falcao. That was bad. Um, Lukaku. Uh, yeah, let's just stop. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but he's got Meg the Stallion now. So. Hmm. Win, win, win. I guess. Um, he yeah. missed a clear goal in in the Champions League final. Um, Conte joins all <laughs> Ithiad. So Conte and Benzema. Damn. Uh, Kai Havertz uh, is uh is said to be joining Arsenal. Yeah, I heard that's, about that. That's interesting. Are you happy about that? I don't know how to feel. I figured you would be. I really don't know how to feel about this. I don't know where they're going. I don't know the direction that this club is going now. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, did you? Okay, so uh, okay, yeah, no, just keep going. Yeah, this is gonna hurt you. Okay, Gundogan joins Barcelona. Uh, okay, so I did like Gondogan when he was in Dortmund, and you know when he was in Man City, of course, like still beastly and stuff as a mid. It's just Hector knows how I feel about like trying to get these old timers, and I'm sorry I call them old timers because for one they're like about my age, mind you. I don't play professional soccer, you know I play indoor, uh, but still like, you know. I feel like Barcelona needs to invest in their time and energy into the youth academy, like with the Cruyff ideology, but it's not happening. I'm confused because now I don't know what to think. Yeah, it's a, it's rough. Um, Eden Desco is leaving Inter Milan and he's joining Fenerbahce. I thought it was Zeko. Zeko. Zeko, sorry, apologies. Apologies for that one. I, mean, I, apo- I apologize to Bosnia. <laughs> um, 
I'm mean, not being sarcastic. I am not being sarcastic, though. by the way. I just have a natural sarcastic tone on my voice. Um, and he's not being sarcastic about that either. I can so, vouch for that. So Car- I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip these two. So Carlo Ancelotti is actually set to become the next Brazil manager at the end of his contract. So this is going to be his final season with Real Madrid, and expecting to take over Real Madrid after Ancelotti leaves will be former Real Madrid, Liverpool. Bayern Munich uh, midfield maestro Xabi Alonso. That's that's pretty badass. So it's gonna be like old. It's like old another Zidane, technically. Well, I mean, you gotta think about it. It's like and he Xavi. he did a really good job with uh, I think it was Leverkusen that he was managing. So, yeah, I'm in, I'm intrigued. Yeah, Xavi versus Xavi. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, it's gonna hurt you a little bit, Edward. Uh, Rafael Guerrero joins Barcelona. I mean, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. No, I was about to no, say, that would have like, been the happiest day for you. <laughs> yeah, that would actually be like, oh, finally. Yeah, but this no. is just another Borussia Dortmund player jumping, joining Bayern Munich. He's jumping, he's jumping shit, goddamn. Yeah, that was, I was like, damn, that's insane. Uh, Nicholas Jackson of Viral is joining Chelsea. As a matter of fact, he signed an eight-year contract. Good God, that's a commitment. Dear, <laughs> Dear oh, me, oh my. I hope that pans out. <laughs> Shoot. I'm pretty sure it will. Todd Bowley with a baseball contract. <laughs> Speaking of baseball. <laughs> Sheesh, all right. Um, Azbelacueta <laughs> is set to join Inter Milan. I'm going to try so hard mm-hmm. to pronounce his name right. Uh, Vardiol. I think that's how it's pronounced. He's a very, very promising Croatian center back. Currently plays at RB Leipzig, but he will not be playing with RB Leipzig no more as he is joining the evil empire of Munche- Manchester City. Manchester. Mucho dinero, Manchester City. For a second, I was like, were you trying to call him a carpet muncher? What the hell's going on? I, was like, I, think, I think I'm just hungry. <laughs> So, I'm munchies. Munchies. Got, got the, got, want some munchies. Uh, but yeah, so he's joining Manchester City. Sancho Tonali is leaving AC Milan and joining Newcastle United. That is a very interesting transfer. Um, there is, I think, I don't know. It's an interesting move, though. But we'll see how, how that pans out for Sancho Tonali and Newcastle United as they're going to the Champions League. Um, Angel Di Maria, which I believe Inter Miami was trying to bring along with Messi to uh to Inter Miami, uh they weren't able to do it, and he's actually going to go back to where it all started for him, and he's going to Benfica. Oh, nice. Uh, Ruben Neves is joining Al Halal, so I think that's the same team that Koulibaly's in. It is. Yeah, it is. It is the same team Koulibaly's in. Uh, Manchester City and Arsenal are in a battle for Declan Rice. Hey, that's a good. That's a good center mid. Yeah, I know some people say he's overrated, but I think he he has his value. No, nah, he's he he's got his value. He he does. He's he's a, he's a decent uh, also uh, midfielder. Europa Conference League champion Declan Rice. Um, Tony Cruz and Luka Modric both extended with Real Madrid for one more year, so we're getting one more run with these two. So one last ride. 
I'm going to play the... How do you play, feel about that? Like, I really love these guys. Like, I mean, the nostalgia factor from this, just them being part of one of the nastiest midfields in, in Real Madrid's history, with, with along with Casemiro, was, it was one of the happiest times for me as a Real Madrid fan. But I just, I need, I, I need to see this new midfield at some point. <laughs> like, like, no offense to these two, but I, I got to see Bellingham, uh, you know, Kamavinga, Tushemi, and, and Valverde at some point. Um, like, at some point, I got to see these guys play. <laughs> no offense to Tony Cruz and Luka Modric, you know, great, greatest generation ever. I feel like, I feel like I'm a uh, Robin and, and, and Barney when they're talking about oh, their, yeah. when they're talking about their, their age and shit. Their other uh, elder elder family members. Oh yeah, you gotta love them. Gotta love them, but yeah, I, I eventually I want to see this new, the new midfield. Um, but Tony Cruz obviously like just amazing touches the ball. Luka Modric just continues to find the fountain of youth. I think I've said that way too many times about Luka Modric, but he, he I'm sure he has found the fountain of youth because the way he's playing and at his age is just amazing. And he made it to a final again. Like he was in the Nations League final, lost to Spain, but like still, he, he Croatia is just they're just they're just being spoiled right now by Luka Modric. They don't they don't win anything, but I mean they they you know just to be in the competition, I'm sure they're happy. Yep. Um, and the last transfer news is Rabiot has actually, who has been been heavily linked with Manchester United, is actually just signed a new deal with Juventus. So. So much for that, huh? Yep. But yeah, so that is some transfer news. All right, man. Players of the week. Players of the week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is an amazing clothing apparel company. Partner with the players' associations of Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, and the National Basketball Association. These shirts are amazing. Amazing feel. The fabric, just the material overall, is just amazing. It is Fat Boy approved by our good friend. Uh, you know, good, by our good friend of Kelsey Coin of Hilo Sports, um, and I mean, just overall, obviously, it is going straight to the Players Association. So, checks all the great things about it. Like I said, I am a big Astros fan. I don't think I don't hide it. I don't hide that enough. Um, I have me a Kyle Tucker shirt. I have a Jeremy Pena shirt. I also have a Football is Life shirt. Um, I bought that before I ever watched Ted Lasso. Now I watched Ted Lasso, so now I'm not an idiot for not knowing the reference. So, um, it's it's and then also got a shirt that says it's called soccer. So it it's 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 just amazing designs. I can't, I gotta like just not go in the clutch.com because I constantly try to go buy something from in the clutch.com. But if you guys want to go to in the clutch.com, use the code insert name at checkout and you'll save yourself 10% off your purchase. Once again, in the clutch.com, use the code insert name at checkout to save yourself 10% off. All right, Edward, who is your player of the week? So my player of the week is Brandon Vasquez from the U.S. men's national team. The score to go in USA's 1-1 draw against Jamaica. He's the one that basically kept USA alive. Yeah, he needs to start next game. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. Who's your player of the week? My player of the week is Luis Romo who scored two goals in Mexico's 4-0 victory against Honduras. Um, I just want to take some time just to say, like, that, that Mexico-Honduras game was 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 ridiculous. Not not the, the fact that they won 4-0, but just, like, all the fights that broke out at the stadium. Um, oh, yeah. So, 
at some point you just have to punish the punish the national team. I don't. I just don't know what else to do. Like, if you want to get get them to stop being rowdy and stop saying, uh, they keep saying a homophobic chance, but it it's that's it's not homophobic. I think it's more so uh, misogynistic, um, <laughs> and obviously it's the puto chant. Um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta start like punishing the national team. I don't think there's any way to get get through these like fans' heads that they need to start acting right. Uh, besides yeah. punishing the national team, like you guys know, they're passionate about Mexico. Just just punish the national team, and, and you know, like deduct points. Have them have them like go down three. You know what? It worked with Edward. He he went in with negative seven points into our singing bet, and somehow st- you know did not lose. So you yeah. know, <laughs> so, I mean, me it, it 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 worked. It, it it even though it has nothing to do with Edward, it does. It has everything to do with his teams. But Barcelona won a championship, so I mean, like, clearly they they did one, they did a solid for Edward. <laughs> so yeah, they did, they did, not even. So like Barcelona joined forces with like Manchester United and and, and Paris Dortmund and Juventus to like make sure that Edward did not have to sing again. Right. So it can't be done. But yeah, so congratulations to Brandon Vasquez and Luis Rono for being our players of the week. Uh, use the code in the clutch. I mean, in the clutch. Use the code insert name at checkout at intheclutch.com to save yourself 10% off your purchase. Once again, use the code insert name at checkout at intheclutch.com to save yourself 10% off your purchase. All right, some games to watch this weekend. Obviously, the Gold Cup is going on. Go ahead and check it out. Um, you know, learn a little bit about the CONCACAF and understand what CONCACAF is, which is um, physicality. Physicality is key in, in CONCACAF. Just know that that's important. Um, Liga Mekis is back. Some games to look forward to is Atlas versus Cruz Azul and Toluca taking on Necaxa. There is no bias on that second game in any way, any shape or form. Don't let Edward tell you anything. Um, <laughs> and in MLS, we have FC Dallas taking on LAFC and the Cali Classico San Jose Earthquakes taking on LA Galaxy, though the LA Galaxy has has been cheeks, has been straight up booty cheeks uh, recently. <laughs> this has not been the year. Like in any shape or form, this is terrible for them. But you know what? Hey, maybe they can beat San Jose. Uh, <laughs> probably not. But yeah, like I mean, they're just straight up cheeks. Like I don't know anywhere, anywhere else to describe it. They're just booty cheeks right now. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, those are some games to look forward to. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with our three up, three down. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement, but this year Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLYUP20 to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. 
It also comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. And we're back. All right. Three up, three down. And the topic is unwritten rules. So, Edward, do you need me to explain what an unwritten rule is? Uh, Nope. Okay. So, Basically, for those of you who like don't know like, what an unwritten yeah. rule is, it is literally a – it's like a common courtesy. Common courtesy is another way of saying a, an, a, it's an unwritten rule. Like, it's just something you do. It's not necessarily something that you have to do, but you just do it out of the courtesy. So, that is essentially what an unwritten rule is. So, obviously, we always start with Spencer. And then, Edward, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, You go first. Okay. So, starting with three down, with Spencer's three down. Number three, whoever said you can't rub where I got hit at after a pitch or being kicked on by hook, slide, lied. Now, the one blew me, blew me playing. Wait, what? <laughs> whoever said that you can't rub where I got hit at after a pitch or getting kicked on a hooked slide lied now that one blew me playing sports mm. okay just you can't rub oh i i guess because if you rub where you got hit it shows weakness i guess is a, that's what they're he's saying um so okay i i i can i can get that um number two don't be the last to show up i call it fashionably on time when you get shafted on your on your time you show up on time with a few minutes to spare, thinking I'm going to work for free. I think this is kind of similar to one of my downs, so I kind of, I kind of get what he means. And number one, I think everyone's going to have a lot to say about this one. The customer is always right. <laughs> Man, fuck off. Insert the shack gift. She. <laughs> um. Okay, that, that that's a it's a pretty good three down. All right, my three down at number three. Um, I still I do it, but it's mainly just so I get there, just to make sure I get there on time. It's not necessarily that I'm like clocking in at like fifteen minutes prior. The whole fifteen minutes prior thing, I think, is a crock of shit. Like, I know people say what, to clock in fifteen minutes prior. Like no, like you you get there early, and you start getting your station ready. Like like depending on what you're doing for work, like okay, at, at my warehouse job, like they want us to clock in right on time. Okay, that's probably not a good example, but like you know, like they want. I was you about to, to say, I was like, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. The whole 15 minutes prior thing. Like I mean, I I do get to my job 15 minutes before, but I usually just like chill in my car before it's like almost time for me to go and clock in. Like, I'll probably walk in with, like, three minutes before I have to clock in. Just mm-hmm. so I clock okay. in right on the time I'm supposed to clock in. Okay. But, like, you know, the whole, like, coming in, getting your station ready, then clocking in. One, I'm not working for free. So, fuck you. So, that that's my whole thing. So, that's my number three. My number two is um, 
is uh kind of kind of sticking with uh it's nothing this is more so with college not not so much with work but uh uh to be on time is to be late it's something that my professor always said like his his whole the whole the whole sentence is is to be early is to be on time to be on time is to be late and to be late is is uh to be unheard of that's like his whole thing that he said but like to me i think is a uh, personally like a crock of shit mm-hmm. in my opinion just saying um i mean you show up when you show up as long as as, as long as you're not teaching well, mostly in classes dude like the first like 10 minutes of a class is not even like any like real like beneficial talk you know what i mean yeah yeah, so so I think that to me that's a crock of shit. And then my my number one is um the two weeks prior rule. Oh <laughs> I I look I get like if you're going to quit, make sure that you have like a job in line. So like with me, like and that doesn't necessarily mean that in two weeks, like for instance, when I quit when I quit the golf course job, okay, like I didn't. I didn't give a two weeks notice. I just told him, "Hey, this day will be my last day." So I didn't get. It wasn't two weeks. I think it was maybe like a week and a half. But it was because like I was gonna start working on this day, so I wanted to make sure that I was still gonna have some money coming in before like I started working my new job. Um. So like, like for me, it's just hey, whenever you get like a once you know for sure. Like for me, I I quit my job knowing my job was going to start this day just so I still have, I was still working, but the whole two week notice thing, I just, you don't want it. It one, it's, it's a common courtesy thing. It's not. And then like, the reason why I say it's like a crock of shit is because like your job doesn't give you a two week notice to fire you, you know, like, it's not like, Hey, here's just letting you know, in two weeks, we're going to fire you. Go ahead and start getting your stuff in order. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I always thought that like, like, I mean, I I think also it depends like if you're trying to come back to that job, you know. Yeah. So that's just that's just my whole thing, but yeah. So that is my my three down, my three down. That's my three down. Ever what's your three down? Uh, so my three down is. My three down is all right. My number three. My three down is all right. So my three down is, I guess my number three would probably be uh, snitches get stitches. Cause uh, I I personally don't. I mean I don't I don't tell no nobody or whatever. I keep to myself, even at work. Every everything. But there's people that they they just tattle to just tell anybody and the stitches get uh, stitches get stitches. I was like, I have yet to see anybody get fucking stabbed unless it's through the prison, you know. But outside in the real world, and people still use stitches get stitches in the real world. I, I haven't seen that shit going on. Nobody got nobody got fucking stitches uh, when, I, when somebody got told on at work or something. Hell, I've been told on a lot. Uh, I'm just like okay, like that's my reaction. I was like okay, like that's it. Like I, I'm not about to go ahead and staff somebody and shit because I, I, I want to keep my job. 
I mean, so that that's my three down. And my number two is, uh, uh, I guess my number two is, uh, damn, this is actually pretty hard. Uh, me, this is pretty hard here, no homo. <laughs> Uh, I have to think about it. Uh, I guess I would say I mean, shit, it's hard because, like, usually the one, the usually the rules we usually follow are the ones that we're like, oh yeah, that's three up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh. Wait, what was it? Shit. No, like I'm saying, I'm at number two. I'm trying to think of one. Uh, oh, okay. All right. Here we go. Number two. Being polite is inappropriate in every situation. I I try my hardest to be polite or to be nice at work. And it just sometimes it doesn't pan out like you can try as much as you want just somebody just has to touch a nerve and it's not like about oh you're just a hothead or anything like that it's just it's just common sense sometimes it goes out the window you know what i mean like you're like asking a regular ass question like hey you know it's a four center or six center oh i don't know but i need to know you know if, if no i don't know I don't know, which will come up to tie up my number one, which I have to take it from Spence. Customer is always right. They are. It's really rare when they're right. All right. I'm going to tell you that right now. I think contextually you have to, there's, there's a context to it. Like, I mean, there's certain things where obviously where they, they, they're not always right. Like, I mean, not, I mean, back when I worked at O'Reilly, not every customer knew, anything about cars so they can't be right if they don't know what they're talking about but yeah it's a it's a frustrating thing mm. just, just overall it's just a frustrating process yep okay so that's your three down all right we're gonna go with spencer start with spencer's three up and number three when you ask someone to ride with you be ready before the person arrives to pick you up because i'll fuck okay. around and pull off yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Number two, if you're wrong or made a mistake, admit it. I think that's something you don't learn until you get older. <laughs> right. Uh, and number one, when I let you see a picture on my phone, don't start swiping. Oh, my God. Is oh, this, yeah. This is one of my 
freaking pet peeves. Oh my god, I mm -hmm. hate when people do that. I seriously yep. hate when people do this. So like, I, and, and funny enough, Spencer knows this person, um, and I, and I have no shame in saying their name. Uh, his name is Jackson. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> is, is my his, he's my buddy Jackson Smith. So, and this is like, I mean, I literally lost my shit because of this, and and so like, I think I was showing them a picture. I think it was a picture of Heidi. I was literally showing them a picture of my niece, right? Mm -hmm. And so when, when so I, I gave him my phone to look at the picture and then he starts scrolling on my Facebook and he and he saw a picture of Kim, my cousin. And then he starts Jackson and I Spencer could can vouch for this about about Jackson. He does this like really like disturbing groan. And then follows it with a goddamn girl. Oh man! And I, I was like, okay. And you gotta think of it contextually, contextually, Edward. If I'm showing you a picture of my niece, which at that time she was at least four. <laughs> yeah, that. So I'm showing I you probably, a, at I least probably, what I think is I happening. Probably, I showed you a picture of my four-year-old niece. I would have whooped some ass, to be honest. And and you and you groan and say, "God damn, girl!" I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy's a fucking pedophile," <laughs> which was what everyone thought was happening. And then he looked at me and shows and showed me who's this, and it was a picture of my cousin Kim. And I was like, "That's my cousin Kimberly." And I yanked the phone away. I was like, "Dude, why the fuck are you?" And then I, you know, I was doing said that whole spill, and it was yeah, it is honestly like. It, it pissed me off. Like I, I never been so livid in my life, <laughs> like that before. Yeah, I was like very mad, very mad. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, that's it's a big pet peeve of mine. Um. All right. So my my three up. Uh, my my number three is, um, if you ask for a ride, pay for gas. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. Or, or not necessarily have to pay for gas, but like, pay for something. Like maybe if you're going to get, especially. No, nah, no, nah, I'm gonna stick with gas. I'm gonna stick with gas. But like, at least yeah, pay for pay for the gas, especially if it's a if it's a long drive. Like if I'm taking you to the airport and you can at least give me some gas money, you know, especially if it's Bush. You guys don't know Bush is like. Ugh. Depending on traffic, could be like thirty to forty minutes. Yeah, that's horrible. So, and then also, it, you have to get there early because the terminals can be a bitch too. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's that. So yeah, I think that's my number three. Number two is um is uh I think it, I think it's a traditional thing for me, but it, and it's something that like I think it's a little detail, but um. You know, hold the door for somebody. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, just hold the door for people. Nothing wrong yeah. with it. And my yeah. number one, and this is a rule that I still firmly believe in, and I I refuse to not go go against it. But it is the urinal room. the The urinal rule. Are you talking about like the big ass, like the 
trench urinal or are you talking about the little one? Like the urinal. Like just basic urinal. Like okay. so if you guys don't know what the urinal urinal rule is, so say that on the wall there's five urinals. So the rule is is that you go you you especially if it's an if it's a, a wide open urinal, like a wide open wall of urinals. If it's two of you, you always give each other one urinal space. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Always give each other one urinal space apart from each other. And that's only if it's if it's not full. If it's full, obviously, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. But if it's a clear open space, you give each other one urinal you 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 you're one urinal apart from each other. It's it's just to me that's just like it's just courtesy. I think also one of the unwritten rules along with urinals is just like if you don't know the person, don't talk to them. <laughs> it's just weird. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> There's also a reason why I'm saying this. Um, There's a, a former Houston Dynamo player. I don't care if he, if, if this guy ever hears this. Um, His name, his name is Michael Chabala. Um, he actually runs Fear. Uh, I know Edward knows a little bit about Sphere. Um, yeah. Which is like this like soccer slash like fitness. Yeah. No, thing. I know. I know Michael. Like, yeah. Oh, you know who Michael Chabala is? Yeah. So this guy, we went. I was. I went to. A, I went to go watch a uh, Glenn one Glenn one Glenn uh, Glenn Davis's live radio shows over at the Gorgeous Gale back when over on uh, Rice Village, and I literally went to go take a piss and fucking Michael Chabala goes to the urinal right next. It's open, by the way. There's no nobody on the urinals. This guy goes to the urinal next to me and says, "Hi, I'm Michael Chabala," and I was just like, "What the fuck." And ever since then, I was like, I don't like this guy. <laughs> Literally, how that, that that's how I quickly be, developed an opinion on someone. I was like, I don't like you. You did not follow this rule. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that is my, my three up, three down. Everyone, okay. What's your three up? So my three up. Okay, so my number three is... Whenever, whether you win or lose in a soccer game, you still go and high five the other players. You know, as long as there wasn't a fight going on, you know, that's an unwritten rule for me. Like I'll still go, even if I lost, I wasn't always going to lose this game, and it was bad. I'll still go and like even a low five, like yeah, good game, good game, good game, you know, all that stuff like that. Um, that's my number three. And then my number two, uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, my number two, as you can see, I was very well prepared for this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, see, there's this one that I was like, hmm. This is um. Oh, 
I think I used my best one already. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, unwritten rule. Um, always let the lady go first. You know, as a gentleman. And don't expect anything out of it. That's one thing. It's like you're about to get a number or anything like that. If you get a number, then cool. Like, then good for you. Somehow that works for me. <laughs> uh, and then number one, uh, unwritten rule right here. Uh, Oh yeah. Um I guess this is probably another soccer one. If you're going fifty fifty for a ball and it's a, it's against somebody you know, just don't go for it. Just if you go just pretend you're gonna go for it, don't go for it. Cause the thing is next you know is like both of y'all get hurt. And that's it. Because, I mean, I've seen I've seen it where people don't go for it and then they get hurt like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's your three other down? Yep. All right, man. That is it for this episode. Check out bellyupsports.com. Uh, Lots of great articles being written constantly. Go ahead and check out Bellyup is on the up and up when it comes to just blogs and podcasting, man. So many great partnerships that they're getting uh, from just all the hard work that they've done. So we're really excited about being a part of it. Uh, go ahead and follow them on Instagram and Twitter at bellyupmedia and at bellyupsports. Um, and, of course, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InstagramFC. Also, shout out to Roosevelt Spencer, man. He created the insert name, insert name FC intros and outros. He has to unfortunately edit our singing voices when we do when we lose singing bets. Um, he, I'm sure his his performance for the end of the year episode is gonna be amazing. Um, so if you guys like the beats done, man, follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. You guys need some beat work, whether you're a, a musician or a or a podcaster, or uh, trying to create a YouTube channel, well, Spencer is your guy, so go ahead and hit him up um, and let him take good care of you like he takes great care of us. But that is the show, man. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Catch us next week for another great episode. All right. Take care, guys.
Let's go. 